0: Hello to all, greetings and salutations to our PG congregation at large, and to all of our listeners who join in regularly for our Sunday school lesson. This is Minister Leonard Harris, and again, it is a blessing and a privilege to be before you to share the Word of God uh, for our listening and uh, to try and provide a venue where we can indulge in the Word of God and gain a perspective as to what the Word of God is saying to us collectively and then saying to us individually. So this is our lesson, lesson number 9 for January the 28th, 2024. And it is still out of unit, uh, it's u- out of unit 2, Learning About Faith, Learning About Faith. And the title for this Sunday's lesson is Using Our Unique gifts using our unique gifts. Our background, or I should say, our devotional reading is Ezekiel, the 11th chapter, verses 17 through 21, <coughs> and our background scripture as well as our printed passage, is Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 3 through 8. And our key verse is Romans, the 12th chapter, and the 6th verse, and it reads, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. No one is excluded according to the grace given to each of us. Our lesson's aims are, evaluate a life of faith versus conformity to the world. Evaluate a life of faith versus conformity to the world. The lesson's aim for number two is value the gifts that God gives which invite transformation. And number three is identify a spiritual gift and consider one tangible expression of using that gift in service to God. So, Our lesson for this Sunday is in two sections or two parts. And they are uh, Spiritual Gifts, The Correct Attitude, Spiritual Gifts, The Correct Use. So we have our focus on Spiritual Gifts and The Correct Attitude, and then Spiritual Gifts and The Correct Use. And before we uh, begin to uncover our lesson or indulge into our lesson, uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this another opportunity, another blessing that You have afforded unto us, allowing us this chance to study Your Word and then to gain understanding and to be compelled and convicted by the application of that which we learn. We ask that those that are under the sound of our voice, that uh, they would hear what you are saying, and that uh, we would be drawn to the understanding, and then that we would live out the things that we learn and understand. And we ask it all in the name of thy Son, Christ Jesus, and for his sake we ask it. Amen. So our lesson uh, starts out with uh, Paul uh, in verses 3 to 5. And uh, it reads, and I'm reading from the NIV, and it says that for... By the grace given, me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body, with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Our lesson uh, in our first part, The Correct Attitude, Uh, I would like to refer to uh, some of the responses that maybe even some of us who now, by the grace of God, are actually utilizing the gifts that God gives to everyone. Uh, But uh, just to reflect, since we're speaking of the correct attitude, uh, but as we looked at the introduction to this particular lesson, uh, it it started with responses uh, to some of the body, some of the members uh, in the church. And it says, uh, starting, yes, I belong to church, but I'm just a member. We have a uh, great potential in the church, in the body of Christ. We have great potential, but uh, it's sitting in the pews. Um, and and as we listen to some of the other responses, we may gather uh, why such great potential is just seated in our pews. The next response was, no, I'm not in any ministry because they already have enough people involved in those activities. Now, uh, (laughs) listen to the wording of that response. I'm not in any ministries because they already have enough people involved in those activities. Now, uh, as we further into the lesson, uh, we will recognize that there are multiple activities. There are many ministries and activities. And even though one may view or look at what is present, there is still room for more ministries and activities. And the ones that you don't see may very well be the one that you have been called to provide. Uh, Another one was, I would participate, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Beginning... Uh, And initiating an approach, many times, reveals exactly what we're supposed to do. The other one says, yes, I'll serve if I can do it like I want to. (laughs) So uh, unfortunately, uh, some of the many ministries that we have, we, we may have participants that Or trying to execute uh, what they what seems right to them what they would like to do but uh, our uh, text says that we would rather think of ourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you Letting us know that we shouldn't uh beat our or pat ourselves on the back or we shouldn't exalt ourselves or uh we shouldn't just uh, uh be pious or pumped up and think more of ourselves than we do of others, and when we uh, when we accept or acknowledge that I want to do certain things, but I want to do it the way I like doing it, Uh, that may not be profitable for the body at large. What, as individuals, we like, or what um, is appeasing to us may not serve the body at large. And we have to look at how the gift that God has given us its purpose and how it should be used uh, uh, to benefit the body at large. Uh, It's interesting that the scripture speaks of our natural bodies in comparison with the spiritual body, the body of Christ. And uh, we, in our natural body, sometimes we may have cravings for certain things that are not good for the total body. Uh, we may have certain desires for certain things uh, and they uh, appear to be attractive or uh, they appear to be essential uh, or natural needs uh, for our body. But in the long run, we find that uh, they satisfied a desire or they satisfied a yearning for uh, one particular part of our body, but it wasn't good for the totality of our body and so as we uh, look at our lesson here I wanted to uh, highlight this and I want to just briefly uh, uh, go over this here because as we're talking about using our unique gifts and addressing some who uh, can, may be concerned with that um, uh, there's already a bunch of ministries going on and uh, they already have all the people that they need. Uh, but then at the same time, we may be complaining about how come our church doesn't do this? Or how come nobody is doing that that might be the gift that was given to you, and that's why it's missing. Is because uh, you have acknowledged that I see that they have this and that, and, and they do this over here, and sometimes they go on these uh, types of uh, uh, presentations, and, and I see that, but I've never seen them do this. Uh, that's because that may be the gift that God has given you, and we uh are not uh we are not uh uh in rejection of the use of that gift it's just that uh it has not surfaced because it presently is still sitting in the pews, and so I wanted to just uh Uh, highlight in 1 Corinthians the uh, 12th chapter in 1 Corinthians. And I'm not going to read it word for word, but I wanted us to look at these bullet points in 1 Corinthians the 12th chapter. I'm going to start it at the 4th verse. And what's highlighted here is there are Diversities of gifts, multiple gifts, many gifts, yet they all come from the same Spirit. Of those diversities of gifts, there are differences of ministries. So we have diversity of gifts but we have differences in how those gifts are actually ministered. We have different uh, methods of how those gifts are expressed. Then it says there are diversities of activities. So every gift cannot be administered or expressed in the same fashion. There are different activities on how these different manifestations of God's Spirit being being presented in human and natural form, God understands that He made us different, and then He also accommodated our differences, recognizing that we all have different yearnings and expectations and God is able to fulfill it because it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. It goes on and it says that the spiritual manifestation of the gifts, some were given wisdom, Some were the word of knowledge. Some were given faith and gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Some the working of miracles, another prophecy, another discerning of spirits, another different kinds of tongues, and another interpretation of the tongues. God is brought, it is God that told us to go ye into all nations, preaching and teaching and baptizing. And so, therefore, God understood in order for us to do that, we would have to have people who were bilingual, trilingual. We would have to have people who were able to reach uh, God's people all over the earth, And then we would have to have people who were able to translate when we were engaging with people of different cultures, different backgrounds, different dialects. And then it says that the same Spirit works in all of these, distributing to each one individually as He, God, the Spirit, wills. So uh Another thing on this here is is that uh sometimes it appears that we give more recognition or we give more appreciation uh to certain gifts when we engage and come into the house of God for worship. there are certain Gifts that are recognized uh, without being called upon, we see them, and so we'll just think about our services that are rendered in praise and honor to God, so we have a music ministry, we have musicians, we have a choir, we have soloists. Or lead singers, we have directors, we have the preached word, we have ministers who uh, uh teach and uh explain with clarity the Word of God. we have a audio ministry we have people who work behind the scenes uh, who make sure that the microphones that we speak through and sing through are working properly we have people who are making sure that our streaming is active and online and and so there are uh we have announcements that are made we have speakers who come forth and in uh uh, explain to the congregation uh, what certain activities are taking place in the coming week and and so we have certain functions within the body that are visual or that are seen on regular uh worship uh, times, and so sometimes it appears as though those are the only ministries that are receiving uh, recognition or attention or they're always present. Uh, but I wanted to share this here uh, concerning uh, how we should uh, perceive these gifts. Uh, the, the lesson speaks about the correct attitude of these spiritual gifts. Now, this is in the 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and uh, it starts at the 27th verse. It says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church. It says, First Apostles, Second Prophets, Third Teachers, After That Miracles, Then Gifts of Healing, Helps, Resources, Administration, Variations, or Varieties of Tongues. And then it proposes this question, and it says in the 29th verse of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? God is explaining to us here Did I make everybody a preacher? Did I make everybody a teacher? A miracle worker? Did I did I diversify my spiritual presence and manifestation in different manners in different ways I didn't make everybody the same it says do all have gifts of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret So here, the Word of God is explaining to us that I didn't make everybody the same. I recognize that I equipped everybody, but I gave everybody something to do that would serve the body at large. And let us be mindful of what the purpose of the gift is uh for that i wanted to look at uh ephesians the fourth chapter and uh to again acknowledge how god distributed uh different uh manifestations and uh different variations and diversities in the giving of his gifts. But listen to what it says in the 4th chapter of Ephesians, and I'll start it at the 11th verse, and it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now notice in verses 11 and 12 in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, it didn't say anything about so one could be lifted as more valuable than the other. Uh, it, it, it it speaks of what is the main purpose of the giving of these gifts. As our lesson says in verse 3, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Because the only reason you receive the ability to do what you're doing is for the equipping of the saints. To make others equipped. To make them ready to make them able to stand the trials and the challenges and the tribulations that come in this life. Also, it is for the work of the ministry. It is to expand the ministry, to enlarge it, to make it able to address all the concerns of the body. It says, also, it is for edifying the body of Christ. It is for correcting. It is for directing. It is for instructing the body of Christ. Now, our second part of our lesson, uh, verses 6 through 8, it says, we have, and I'm reading from the NIV. And this here speaks to the correct use. And it says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do that cheerfully. Here talks about the correct use of our gifts. It acknowledges what the gift is, but then it it gives us like a uh, a format on how that should be distributed, how that should be uh exemplified, and how we are to go about applying it. When we uh look there were two things that were lifted uh in the commentary in our lesson. I think this here speaks to uh the correct use. Of uh, these gifts. And it, it tells us that there were two essential principles in recognizing and acknowledging God as the source. That was number one, to recognize and acknowledge God as the source. And the second is understanding that God has given each believer the exact gift He purposed for them and the resources to use them properly. So sometimes we may be hindered or a little bit reluctant in actually going forth uh, to uh, provide the ministry that God has placed upon our heart. But take that initial move first, and then Watch God unfold the resources that are needed to, uh, to equip and to accommodate the gift that God has given us. Now, with this here, I also wanted us to uh, look in James, uh, the first chapter of James, uh, concerning again about our gifts Uh, And uh, in James uh, 1st chapter, verses 16 and 17, it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. And this here is speaking to the two essential principles highlighted in our lesson, saying, first we have to recognize and acknowledge that God is the source of our gift. But it says... Do not be deceived, my beloved brothering. And then in verse 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So when we acknowledge that we have been equipped with certain capabilities, We first have to recognize and always give uh, proper respect and recognition as to where did this gift come from. And the text in James 1, 17 tells us explicitly that every good and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the Father of Light. And We are speaking about how we should, uh, what should be the uh, proper demonstration of how we should manifest these gifts that God has given to us. And I wanted to uh, read this because uh, sometimes uh, we may get caught on um, on, uh, the titles and sometimes the expressions of how uh, we acknowledge different people who are serving in ministry. But one of the highest titles that we could ever bear that could ever be attributed or attached to us is that of a servant. That of a servant. Because the example that Christ demonstrated in the Scripture is that Christ served the people of God. Christ served Christ gave of himself and he had no limitations on what he gave Now I want to uh, read this as well Uh, this will be out of the 15th chapter of John and uh, This here 15th chapter of John And I'm going to read it uh, with the 16th verse. And it says, and this is for all of the people of God. But it reads, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you that you love one another, so again, uh, we should always make ourselves mindful of where are these gifts coming from, and how. Was I selected? The scripture in John 15 and 16 says that you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I ordained you that your fruit, that you would bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. And so here is the purpose uh, for our gifts for the reception of our gifts. So, I hope that in the course of this lesson, and uh, certainly uh, there are many other uh, aspects that we could lift uh, in this lesson, but we want to also uh, be acknowledgeable of the time Uh, that we are requiring for those who are participating in our Sunday School lessons. And so, uh, as you uh, refer back to those uh, scriptural references that were lifted, uh, it is our prayer that God will continue to provide understanding and clarity of His Word and to instruct us, and to compel us by His Spirit, that we will be the lights that He has declared for us to be in this day and in this time. And as always, the blessings of God be upon you is our prayer. God bless you, and God keep you.